This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Have you seen that they've brought the breakfast wrap back? Oh, have they? Yeah, they have. I can't wait to get my hands on one. I don't doubt it, mate. I'm looking forward to trying their cheesy bacon flatbread. Oh, you saw. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Join Drackers, Patrick and myself today as we discuss our games against Sky Football Club. We talk about the Pizza Cup and there's a competition winner. Welcome to Borough Pods. Rossinho, passing from midfield is Rossinho! Well, if that is the goal to win the promotion, it's certainly worthy of it. An old tracker, an old Trafford cracker in front of the strip for him. All right, boys, how's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. Nate, how are you? I'm I'm okay. I spent the weekend in Kent with the missus and the kids, and it was lovely. Saw a castle, got annoyed that the missus was taking too long walking up and down the beach, and I was cold. All in all, perfect British weekend getaway to the seaside, I think. There we have it. Yeah, I was down in Bournemouth last week, so similar to yourself. I didn't see any castle, but uh, I was just... Uh, paddleboarding all week and it was wicked. So there we yeah, have some it. good photos from that trip. Yeah, thanks, Pat. I was at Harford Music Festival. We had two gigs. They both went very well. It was baking and rammed. It was great. Nice. We're all on the. Uh, we're all in a uh, in a happy place. It's good. And we won last night, so that's good. Uh, we won't start with that, though. Let's talk about. Uh, Let's talk about the league game on Saturday then. So it was uh, EFL League 2 action on Saturday where we lost 1-0 against Salford City at the Peninsula Stadium. I'm going to open with the stats. Salford dominated the game 67% possession to our poultry 33%. Um, shots, uh, we had uh, Salford had 5 on, 3 off, 4 blocked. We had 3 on, 5 off. Um, their pass percentage... Accuracy was 83%, was 20% higher than our 63. That is garbage. Um, <laughs> corners wise, they had seven, we had five. Uh, we won, we dominated in the air as you would assume we would, even if we had had a bit more of the ball. And we also dominated input in tackles. Uh, Stevenage wise, uh, I don't care about Salford, I'm not going to talk about them too much. But Tay Ashby Hammond was our man of the match, 7.5% rating, uh, 7.5 uh, rating. Sorry, that's pretty good. Um, overall, it's pretty poor, poor performance against the good side. Uh, I think this poor performance has been coming. Uh, we've had a very, very busy few weeks, and we've still got a very small squad to be doing cup runs with. Uh, Ashby Hammond's a very good goalkeeper and I feel far better with him between the sticks than Aaron Chapman who doesn't fill me with any confidence whatsoever uh, I've watched the highlights a few times uh, against the Salf- for the Salford game and I genuinely can't pick out absolutely anything worth talking about 
I think you've just hit the nail on the head. I think we were tired, leggy, and uh, just struggling, I think. You know, um, I think we all said that we... I, I can't actually remember our prediction league and, and how it was looking, but I think I definitely had it down as a Salford loss because it just felt like, like you said earlier, Nate, it was coming. And that's no fault of anyone, but we've got such a small squad that it was, it was always going to be hard, wasn't it? But, um, you know, yeah. that's out of the way now. Last night, good win. I'm sure we'll talk about it in a little while and uh, we go again. Yeah, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? Because they rode their luck, they stayed in it, then towards the end, they missed a really good chance when um, Salford made a mistake, passed it to Jamie Reed. He had a clear run at the last defender on the edge of the box and kind of got sort of alongside him and then scuffed it straight down the keeper's throat and didn't really challenge him. And with that missed opportunity, you thought, well, this is setting you up for heartbreak in the last 10 minutes. And so it proved. Yeah, actually, I do, there is one thing to talk about for me, in my opinion. Arthur Reed had a shot very well saved by the Salford goalkeeper in the first half. On his right foot for once, he lashed it, lashed it towards goal. Goalkeeper tips it over the bar acrobatically. It was a good shot and it was a good good save. So, And I don't know what was going on for Salford's goal. Absolute chaos. They took a short throw in in the far left-hand corner. And somehow our left back was the guy closing down the man who they threw it short to. And then somehow worked it around him and Luther and just everyone was out of position then. Rolled it back to a guy on the edge of the box. All of our midfielders were deep in the box. So he had a clear shot just to lash it home, Bostwick style from the edge of the box. It was uh, a really nice looking finish, but one that we really should have been closing down better. And Evans acknowledged as much in his post-match pressing. Well, that's that out of the way. F*** <laughs> um, Before we move on to the Pizza Cup, let's. Uh, I'm going to go through the important positions in the league. Uh, we'll start bottom up. Watsdale still rooted for, to the foot of the table uh, with one point. Then we've got Hartlepool on two points, Crawley on two points, and Gillingham on four points. Colchester also on four points. Um, that bottom five is grim, isn't it? Absolutely grim. Um, Rochdale have got a new yeah. manager though, so uh, I quite like it to be fair because we're normally in that grim. So uh, <laughs> suck it, suck it. We're not grim, <laughs> and and it's and it's nice having Crawley down there as well, isn't it? I'm, I'm going to bang that drum all season long, all season. Um, let's talk about the top half for this. Not even the top half. The important places: playoffs and up. Our opponents on Saturday crew are in the final playoff spot at 7th with 11 points. Then we've got Northampton with 11 points. We've got the mighty Borough, who slipped down out of the automatic promotion spots into the playoffs in 5th uh, with 13 points. We've still got a positive goal difference, boys. It's all right. Then we've got Salford, uh, who leapfrog us uh, with one better... Oh, three. They've scored three goals more than us, uh, 11 on points and 13th. Then in the autos, we've got Doncaster in third with 14 points. Barrow still flying high in second with 15 points. And then we've got Leighton Orient top of the pile with 16 points. This weekend, if all things go right, we could still be sat top comes the end of Saturday, although that I feel like you know, isn't going to happen because we'd we'd need to win five nil. 
or at least 4-0 and Orient would need to lose so yeah anyway pizza pizza cup Papa John's trophy Peterborough 1 Stevenage 2 uh there are no stats anywhere for this game if anyone's got them let me know because I am actually interested um, I can read you some stats if you want them Go on, go on, Patrick. Everywhere I looked, there were no stats, and it pissed me right off. I'm trusting <laughs> Google, um, but from top to bottom of their stat sheet, Peterborough, 14 shots, 6 on target, versus Stevenage's 11 shots, 3 on target. Possession, 65% to Peterborough, 35% Stevenage. Peterborough, 495 passes with 81% accuracy compared to Stevenage's 266 with 59% accuracy, which is very Mm. similar to the Salford performance, but obviously with a different result outcome. 13 fouls to 17, Peterborough to Stevenage. One yellow card to Peterborough, two to us. And they forced eight corners, we forced three. The important one, Peterborough won Stevenage two. Yeah, that is the uh, that is that is the good bit of that inf- that whole information, isn't it? Um, there's a table. There's a group stage, isn't it? So there's a table. So I'm going to enjoy this. Sitting bottom of the of uh, our group, which I think is group Southern section, Group D or E. I don't know. We've got Peterborough. No points, minus one goal difference. Just breathe it in, boys. It's lovely, isn't it? Then uh, Drackers will be happy about this. Spurs are next. Spurs under 21s. One point, no goal, zero goal difference. Wickham have two points because they uh, they got the draw against Spurs, but they got the extra bonus point for uh, winning on pens. And then sitting top of the top of the pile, the mighty Borough, one win, one goal difference, three points. Yeah, so the biggest uh, negative about last night is Steve might have to play an extra game in the cup that he doesn't want to play in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the one he literally has no interest in. So so much so that when Steve was interviewing him after the game, he didn't know who the other teams in our group were. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's pretty yeah, impressive. It's, it's, it's excellent, that. Um, I mean, fair play. He's saying what we're all thinking for this one. It's yeah. below the heart oh, senior is... cup in the importance thresholds. Mm-hmm. Let's do a quick straw poll. There's three of us sat here. Um, I put a, a tweet out yesterday asking asking the question: Is it worth it? Are you happy with it, or would you prefer to stay in it without all of the BC B team? So let's go. You two, what do you think? I'll let Pat answer this because I have a long-winded, complicated answer. Classic. I voted for keep it without the B teams. I like it as a mechanism for giving your youth players a chance, not that we've got any that we want to give a chance to, but in general principles, it's not a terrible competition to have. That's what I voted for, but my answer is nowhere near that simple. Uh, The League Cup should be sort of binned off and the EFL trophy should be the top four divisions. So bin off the Premier League teams, don't want them, don't care. Particularly their B teams, we don't want them. Should be the top four divisions, right? We should have a straight knockout competition. None of this group format rubbish. A straight knockout competition between 72 teams. However you've got to do it. You know, if you've got to draw teams to get a bye through the first round or whatever, do it. I don't care. Just work out a format to get it from 72 down to two. Final at Wembley. Played January, February sort of time. Easy. Easy to do. I reckon. Your future state would have... 
FA Cup, all the FA lot, and this revamped League Cup combined with trophy from Championship down to Conference. Yeah, but uh, no, not Conference. The, it, it, would, it would replace it would it would be the the EFL Cup, EFL affiliated clubs only. So okay, no Championship League One, League Two, fine. Yeah. And then you know the conference, sense. and then you've got the, and then you've got the conference lot, and non-league. They've got the vars. They'll never do it because cutting out the Premier League lot loses you a shit ton of money. But it's a sensible idea. I wouldn't have a problem with uh, having some way of guaranteeing youth players game time in these in the in the EFL Cup in my revamped thing. I think a minimum of four players maybe five players that didn't play for the first haven't played for the first team in the league or you know you couldn't do that all the way through right but well maybe you could for some teams but like you know even even actually you could go as far as saying that league one and league two teams can't play players over the age of 23 interesting so it does encourage youngsters because i think it is important to get youngsters playing football um, I think it would also improve the loan market for clubs lower down the leagues. I think uh, Premier League teams would be more willing to send players, some of the players that they hold on to in, the, in their under-23 teams, under-21 teams, um, send them out more often, which would be good for anybody that's on a tight budget at the lower end of the league. I just think the B teams, the, the under-21 teams in the competition as it is, is just a really shit idea. And Prem managers are always complaining about fixture congestion and sending out really yep. patchy sides in the League Cup that they don't care about anyway. So I guess why and not why, put why that all together if that's time. your attitude? Absolutely. The answer to that is TV money. So I just don't even think it's worth. I mean, I don't. I don't know how. I can't. I can't remember how much a cup run is worth for us in the League Cup. But the expense of having to do it at all and going away going to away games, if you if you get drawn away a lot, I just think it, I just, I just don't like the League Cup, bin it off. It's just not it's just not needed in its current format. The EFL trophy and the and the uh and the uh League Cup just just nah, not for me. I just just think for myself that the fans vote with their feet for it. If the fans aren't happy and it doesn't fill stadiums, there's absolutely zero point in dragging teams across the country to play football against other people where nobody's going to watch. End of. I don't care about the format. I just think it's absolutely pointless. Last night, we've got such a such a small side. We've had to play a team last night that could or could not be affecting our result this Saturday in the league where we're storming. We're doing great. Uh, if that last night put us through to another round against another good side with another full stadium, I'm all game for it. But just don't see the point in it. People aren't going to go out and watch it. So bin it off. It's it's only being done for one reason at the minute, and that's money. And I understand the club have to do that. But nah, it's not It's not for me. It's crap. I, um, I saw a tweet last night that I thought was absolutely hideous. Carlisle United tweeted tonight's attendance is 3,331, including 450 travelling Man United fans. <laughs> Those numbers are far, far, far too high for this Mickey Mouse piece. Uh, 
that's incredible. It's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to the actual game. Um, we fell behind pretty early to a well-drilled Peterborough side. Um, and then there was a wicked finish by Taylor to tie things up. Mm. Just ball, Balls just played into the box. I don't know where the Peterborough defenders were. There was just it just just seems to be no Peterborough players in the box. Um and he just curls it right into the top right hand corner. As he hits it, you're like, Oh, you've absolutely smashed that way too hard. But it just curled perfectly to that top right corner. Um Steve Evans changed the shape and sort of changed the way we were playing multiple times to manage the threat from Peterborough. Uh, I thought we defended very, very well. Um, Arthur Reed, who obviously has got a wand of a left foot, um, his delivery into Pidgey nods, nods the ball down into the goal was beautiful. Uh, and then the Sweeney block and clearance off the line saved us going from penalty, going down to penalties. Um, I thought, I thought it was the stats are incredibly similar to the Salford game, but we were far, far, far better last night than we were on Saturday. Um, so the, that's 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 a massive positive. I do worry, I do worry about the effects on the squad for Saturday. Yeah, well, myself and Pat said that before you joined us in the studio, Nate. But um, I think we both kind of agreed that winning breeds winning, and I know that. Well, I'm hoping everyone came through fit last night and there was no knocks or anything. But another game, another win under the belt, that doesn't do us any harm whatsoever because the last mm. few seasons we couldn't buy a win for Toffee. So I completely get what you're saying. And let's just hope, you know, I think the recruitment this year, by the way, by Evans, uh, Leon and the chairman has, has been unbelievable. Let's hope they still manage to, in the next couple of days, get something, like pull something magic out of their hat. Yeah, that was mentioned in the post-match interview, along with uh, a reflection that we probably had the better of the chances against Salford and should have won, which is the first time I've disagreed with Evans during one of his Stevenish press conferences, but we'll gloss over that. Um, he did once again mention, oh, you know, Phil Wallace is very pragmatic and sensible, but he knows we need another one or two in if we can. So that pressure is yeah. always there to try and keep things rolling right up to the deadline. Yeah, We've been saying that we need one or two for a few weeks now, haven't we? Um, well, we were saying two or, th- two or three, and then David Amu's come in, and we're now thinking uh, we need one or two. I do look at the squad. I am starting to look at the squad, and particularly after Saturday, I think... Is two enough? Do we need Do we need a third or possibly a fourth? I think so. I, I, I still think we need... Well, I, I now think we need someone going forward that's prolific. Um, I don't think our ratio of goals is, is going to be good enough if we are really serious about getting out of this league. I think you're going to need a good lone striker to come in who is prolific, who knows exactly where it is. I don't know where that comes from. I'm, I don't know the leagues well enough or players well enough, but I just look at it and think we don't convert enough um, I worry that our defensive cover is non-existent I think if Sweeney Pidge or TVC get injured right now I guess Luther could do a job but doing a job and, and being unbelievable is, is different um, yeah. and I still think we need a cover cover at that CDM role with Bozzi point yeah. proven although we won last night without him uh, we can't go on a long run without, without a player of his calibre not being in that squad yeah, absolutely. I don't think Cam- I don't think Dean Campbell was particularly good yesterday, and you know he got hauled off in the second half fairly early yeah. um, for Arthur Reed. I think that um, 
I think if when Bozzy's out, we do miss his calming presence at the back. We could do with a uh, we could do with somebody who can play uh, that role better than Campbell. And obviously, like you said, we've got no cover. At the, uh, the only cover we've got at the back is Bozzy, who's required elsewhere. Really, we need at least one, at least one centre back who can come in uh, and do do the job. Um, I thought early yesterday was pretty bad. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's, that's what he's been brought in to be like. And I hate to say that, you know, we've gone and dipped our toe into a, a, a loan deal from a better club than us who want that young man to go and get a lot of football yeah. and, and have good and bad games. And that's what you're going to get out of him. Yeah, it didn't cost it didn't cost us. So it don't really matter. Like, and it's good that he's got a, he's got that bad performance out of the way against a team that you know he's probably will struggle against this early on in his career. So it's not about it's not it's not all that bad. It's just it's just it's the first time I was like, oh, he really he really had a hard day today. And those um, those games are really designed as well for someone like him to go and cement a starting game on on Saturday for us. Yeah. Uh, no, well, it's probably some of the toughest wingers they'll come up against as well. You know, yeah. top of League One, and it's a team against Peterborough who really use that as part of their attacking threat. You know, they're a yeah. team packed full of very pacey players with excellent first touches and good technique, and mm-hmm. that's the biggest challenge you can face in Saxon Troll. They must yeah. be. By the way, they must be absolutely fuming with Evans at Peterborough. <laughs> 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 He's done them over three times this season already. I think it's absolutely hilarious. He must get in his car to drive home last night, just laughing his head off at him. You'd have thought so, wouldn't you? Oh, you would, wouldn't you? That's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, right, is there anything else from that game? Uh, yeah, not really. Um, just say the last thing, go, go, Pat, you look like you're going to say something. I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's nice to see Moo getting up to match speed. Um, he still seems a little hesitant in his kind of decision-making for the final ball or the final shot, yeah. but yeah. we saw in his first appearance that he had the pace to cause problems and he was good at pressing and nicking the ball off people and surprising people with his press. So mm-hmm. that bodes well to fit into what we need as a team. Um yeah. Granted, we need other pieces, but I think as that match fitness grows, that can only benefit us. Absolutely, yeah, and uh, I think I think it's important that he's getting the like like with early, um, he's getting these he's getting these performances out of the way in games that aren't all that important, you know. Um, right, so we are we're going to have a look at the predictions now. So Salford. Uh, I predict a one-all draw there, so we got I got zero points. Uh, Aaron predict, predicting for uh, standing in and predicting for uh, Drackers predicted a one-nil win. So uh, sorry, Drackers, you got zero. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, and Pat predicted uh, a one-nil Salford win, so he got three points. Uh, then against uh, Peterborough, I predicted a two-nil Stevenage win. So uh, I get the I get I get one point for guessing we'd win, but. But uh, don't get the three points. Aaron said that Peterborough would win two one. So uh, Jack is sorry, mate. You got zero again. <laughs> what is this clown doing? <laughs> and then uh, Patrice. Patrice said two one to Stephen, so he gets another three points. Oh, this is embarrassing. So, so the table at the moment is uh, 
Drakkers after uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games had seven points. Oh, care. less than a point per game. Come on. I've got I've got eleven points, and Pat- Patrice is on twenty-one points. I just I just like to uh, I just like to say I don't play any of these games. I don't, I can't play championship <laughs> managers. I don't play any prediction stuff. I hate them all. I'm useless at it. I'm yeah, I, I did completely and utterly like drop you in it by not even announcing that I was keeping track of all of our predictions until like three, f- four weeks into the season. <laughs> I don't care. I'm happy to be the laughing stock. Just <laughs> a fucking clown. Uh, so, Drackers, what? Away, at, away at crew on Saturday. Give us your prediction. 1 1. 1 0. Patrick. Oh, you know what? I was torn between uh, another 1 0 Salford style or a 1 all. And I'm going 1 all. I'm going with Drackers. The voice of reason. Good work, Pat. <laughs> I'm going to go for a 2 1 win. Um, let's just talk about that crew game. Um, Stephen is actually the bookies' favourites at the moment. Uh, six to four odds on against Crew sitting at uh, nine to five. So, the, so it's not massively in our favour looking at that, but it is in our favour. Um, their Crew's last five, uh, they've got a three nil win against Harrogate, then a three nil loss against Salford, a one nil win against Sutton, and then two draws: a two all with Northampton and a nil nil with Bradford. Um, I look at Crew's squad and I think they're going to miss out just on the now. I think they're going to miss narrowly out on the playoffs. I think that I think they're uh, sort of upper mid table size. Um, they just they've lost so much quality from that season where they they went up to League One. Um, I just, yeah, I don't see them replicating that sort of form. Uh, they started I, better than I expected them to, considering what happened to their squad over the summer. Yeah, they have. They have started very well, but I think that's. I think that. I don't know what it is to be honest, but yeah, they have started very well. Um, I just, I don't know whether it's gonna, it's, it's gonna stay that way. Um, again, they don't like, like we we're saying, they don't have a massive squad. Um, and I think that could be part of their undoing as well. I just fancy us after last night. I think, uh, I think that will give, like Jack has said, you know, wins a win, the winning breeds winning, right? And I think, um, I think that will continue Saturday. Has David Artel gone and got a job after his uh, sacking at Crew? He hasn't, has he? He was a character, wasn't he? He's a he. Um, what's the politest way of saying this? He's an interesting human being, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's he's hilarious. <laughs> Do you remember the character? Uh, uh, what was it? Epithemu. Angela said Yes. <laughs> yeah. He reminds me just of David Artell. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I was at the game where Dino and him went nose to nose away at Crew, and it was just one of the best days out. Cracking a uh, cracking place to go through. Really enjoyed that. Good venue. Studied forensic biology and analytical science. He's one of my lot. Exciting times. 
Oh dear. Uh, so, have you seen? There's been a couple of names banded around for potentials coming in uh, in the next couple no, of days. I, no, I, I, I see. Your uh, ITK. Uh, no, I, I've only seen the one this afternoon. To be fair, um, uh, about Alex Gilby from Charlton Athletic potential move. Burton and Stevenage are chasing him. Burton well, probably come, need him a lot more. You'd come to Stevenage, wouldn't you? It'll get more well, game time. Yeah, apparently uh, Lincoln went in for him, but uh, it was uh, too far away from home. So, oh, well, he ain't going to go to bloody Burton, then is he? And uh, I'm sure uh, Steve Evans knows, as he knows everyone in football, because he loves a name drop. He's got <laughs> he's got it all covered, and he, Do you know what I mean? Well, he's a Gilby. He's a central midfielder, 27 years old. Yeah. I think that'd be a good signing. Mm. Yeah, if yeah. it's that that sort of CDM backup that we said we needed, that makes sense. Oh, he's a technician. I think he'd go. I think he'd. Uh, I think he'd go in ahead of Dean Campbell. If I'm honest, I think he. Uh, I think he might. I mean, if he if he does it, if he does the job well, he he might even usurp uh, Bozzy. I think he's he's. Potentially good enough to do that, do that, and go in and go, go in and make make that central midfield role his own. Battle of the lone players, eh? Talking about lone players, I walked past the Lamex Stadium the other day, and uh, I saw that picture of Ilias Chair, and I was like, "What a player he was!" I don't think has anyone ever put a picture of a lone player on their stadium <laughs> yeah it's i remember I when it, i remember when it went up and i saw chair on there i'm like all right like he like we are all in love with him yeah <laughs> he was never our player was he oh, i know we we're all in love with him he's never ours like he's he played what 13 14 games for us scored six goals seven oh, goals God. something like that really brilliant he was fantastic, and you know you never fall in love with a lone player. But my God, so I fell in love with that boy. That boy, such <laughs> a good footballer. And his old um, man as well was absolutely brilliant. He was, was he? he was class. Yeah, really, really good in the West End. He used to have chats with everyone. He was, he was unbelievable. But uh, oh, to have him on our stadium made me did make me chuckle. He's just next to a, a picture of Dino Marmaria, who someone scratched his face out. Oh, that's harsh! <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even joking. I, I saw it. Even, I was like, "No." I don't even. I don't even think it's that harsh. That's hilarious. I know. I did have a chuckle. I did have a chuckle to myself. I, I was going to send Dino a picture of it and go, "What's going on here?" <laughs> he doesn't need winding up. No, he doesn't. Does he? Yes. Uh, it, the game at the weekend at Cambridge, he was round up after a very early red card, and uh, yeah, he, he goes. He goes mad, doesn't he? Does go mad. <laughs> it's his default state, isn't it? Just angry always. <laughs> um, yeah. So other other volunteers. I mean, I'm going to get paid for it. So it's not really volunteering. I'm uh, I'm because uh, Stephen is away this weekend. I'm covering Luton versus Wigan for the old Opta work oh. stuff. Do you know what? Do you know something that's really hilarious and interesting and disappointing, all wrapped up into one? Go on. I got, I got, I got given a uh, like a media car parking space, a half an hour walk away from the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> on, basically, basically, they've got a massive car park on the site of their new stadium. 
Wow. And that's where I get to park. <laughs> I've got a mate who lives around the corner. I'm going to ask if I can use his drive. <laughs> Unreal, though, that, isn't it? Unreal. They're not believe. having such a great season, are they? they? Did they draw last night? Not that last night matters, but they're not, they're not doing very well at all. A couple of friends of mine are at Luton. Uh, I don't, I don't know how they're getting on, if I'm honest. They've brought Luke Freeman in, who is not kind of um, Nathan Jones' kind of player, and he's tried to change the way of becoming big, strong, and an aggressive side. They're trying to be a bit of a ball-playing side, and it's not working out for them at all, and most of the fans are and they're, they're destined for going down. They're ninth in the league, aren't they? I know. Yeah, they're ninth. Yeah. Yeah. Two wins, three draws, two losses. I mean, it's not the best record, is it? It's not dreadful. The mid-table sort of thing you'd expect. Yeah. Or six conceded six. Unbelievable, isn't it? Cagey. has bolted. Um, Don't blame him. It's always loot and chat. Yeah, well... uh, I think, I think we're. Oh, I've got to talk about the competition. I suppose. Yes. I forgot. I forgot to announce it on the podcast last week, and now I nearly forgot to uh, talk about it. Uh, so the, the 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 old the old competition uh, that we ran on ran on Twitter for two tickets to a game of your two home tickets in the West End to a game of your choice, other than maybe against Sutton. Um. And uh, the Broad Hallway's new Mark Smith uh, tribute T-shirt. Uh, the winner was announced this afternoon, and it was and it's actually uh, it was Barachat that won. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what happens with that. I look forward to seeing a chat board getting patted down on his way into the stadium. <laughs> So yeah, congratulations, uh, congratulations to to whoever you are that runs the. I mean, I know who you are. He runs the uh, <laughs> Bar- Bar- Barachat uh, Twitter Twitter page. Um, I've said DM us on Twitter to get the ball rolling, and they've liked the tweet and haven't DM'd me, which classic is the most Barachat thing I think I can possibly imagine happening. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him like. I don't know, three days to get in touch and sort it out. Otherwise, I'm just going to redraw it with a with his name removed. My favourite thing about this draw was there were more people that failed to successfully complete all four entry requirements uh, than there were then actually did it. So the, the requirements were, requirements were retweet the tweet, like the tweet, follow our Twitter, and follow the broader way. So many people, so many people. I mean, I think there were 24 people that didn't do all four, and there were like 21 that did all four. It's just <laughs> stupid, isn't it? Come on, people. Reading ain't that difficult. Yeah, but it's also overrated. So, to be honest with you, you <laughs> wouldn't you wouldn't unfollow Burrapod at the minute because you're just at the helm driving it and just sniping at people left, right, and centre until you get banned again. It's absolutely <laughs> hilarious. There was uh, some I'm brilliant stuff you did this banned. weekend. It was great. You did you did a brilliant one this weekend, but I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, you, you're just on it, and I was like, that's that's classic, mate. It's all over. <laughs> well, if if you want if you want to yeah, I, my personal Twitter got banned multiple times. So uh, if you want to if you want to witness me trying really hard not to call everyone names, 
Um, the amount of tweets I see about politics that I start writing a reply to, I go, no, I can't because it's not my own Twitter and I will get banned, is phenomenal. But uh, yeah, if you want to see me try really hard to not get banned and probably subsequently get banned before the end of the season, then come and follow us on Twitter. What you're setting up here is people trying to wind you up so that you do get banned, you realise. Yeah, no, nah, yeah. it won't happen. Like, call aheads, call aheads will prevail. And uh... as we um, as we generally do two games at a time, and we don't do a podcast every day. Um, we've obviously got next Tuesday night. Are you both going to come down and watch the ladies play at, at the Lamex? Yes, yes. Yeah. Come on! Looking forward to being on the East. It's going to be open. Are you... Oh, I hope it better, okay. well better be open. Is it not? I don't know. I've not tried to buy a ticket for it, but... Um, Where the bloody hell are you going to stick everyone? In the West End? Nah, piss off. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to find that right away for you. Keep talking amongst yourselves. I'm literally looking. <laughs> it's the first time since Stoke versus Sheffield Wednesday that my missus has said yes to coming to watch football with me. So, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, you're joking. You're joking. It's... It's West Stand only. Are you having a giraffe? I'll accept that apology. <sighs> apology? <laughs> what's, what's one of them? I ain't going to open the East Terrace down there if we don't get enough people through the doors to pay this security. I'm going to sit right. I'm going to sit right above. Pat, have you bought your tickets yet? Nope. I'm going to sit right above the tunnel. Do you want to? Do you want to join me up there? Sure. Cool. All right. Uh, your missus is coming. Did you say? Yeah. Cool, all right. I'll, I'll grab free tickets now and you can pay me back later. All right, sweet, perfect. We don't need to do this on the podcast. See you later, everyone. <laughs> Cheers for listening. <laughs> Come on. What do you reckon the players' favourite McDonald's is? Sweeney screams fillet of fish to me. I can see that. I reckon TVC loves a McFlurry because they're smooth as silk like his first touch. Do you reckon Macca loves a Macca's? I mean, obviously. Just look at his cheeky face. And Revs definitely takes down a McNuggets share box on his bill. You want to watch what you say about our team's nutritionist? Order McDelivery now from the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.